Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Wednesday night Bible study. I'm glad you were able to make it. Um, we're studying in John chapter 11 and we're going to continue on. Last week we just looked at verses 1 and 2 and this week we're looking at verses 3, 4, 5, and 6. So we're just covering a little bit at a time. Um, hopefully it's not too slow for you. And, um, and if it is, uh, what can I say? Too bad. <laughs> you know? So anyways, <laughs> let's go on. I'm going to read uh, the verses and then we're going to jump in. It says, uh, starting at verse 3, So the two sisters sent the message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. If you read just that section, and obviously, hopefully you have read verses 1 and 2, and you read that section 3 through 6, you're like, That's, that doesn't, it almost seems contradictory, doesn't it? It says Jesus loved, and by name, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, but he stayed where he was for the next two days. I'm like, what? Doesn't somebody who loves someone else, when they hear something bad that happened, rush there right away to make sure they're okay? So... We're going to look at that real quick and, and understand why Jesus would do something like that. So pick, picking back up in verse 3. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. So obviously from that, you can see that Lazarus and Jesus are good friends. You know, to be called a dear friend means you have a strong, close relationship with the person. So Jesus has a strong, close relationship with Lazarus so that even his sister would say to him, your dear friend is very sick. Now, why did they send him this message? You know, when my when I my closest friends are sick, their brother or sister or wives don't call me saying, "Hey, your dear friend is very sick," because I can't really do anything for him. You know, I can pray for them. So sometimes, yeah, we get call. I'll get a call and I'll go pray for the person, and you know, and and then it's in the Lord's hands. But in this case, they're not asking someone to come and pray for Lazarus so that the Lord will heal them. They're asking the Lord himself. That's the difference, you know? So the sisters, knowing Jesus and what who he is and what he can do, are like, hey, Jesus, what are your close friends are sick? Come over here and do your thing, you know? Do your thing, lay the hands on him, and bada bing, bada boom, he's healed. That's the way it goes, right? That's the way he's shown us, right? He's been doing signs and wonders. So they they have they have an expectation of God saying God can heal and that they they can say if God comes here God can heal and Lord willing will heal our brother you know that's what they're thinking but it says verse four but when Jesus heard about it he said Lazarus's sickness will not end in death no it happened for the glory of God so the Son of God will receive glory from this so from that you can you kind of ascertain like oh okay so he's sick but he's not gonna die. You know, that's Lazarus sickness will not end. Okay, he's not going to die. So I can understand why Jesus wouldn't rush off, right? I can understand that. But if look at this, this is very reminiscent of what Jesus said in John chapter 9, verse 3, um, talking about the blind man. And the disciples were asking him, Lord, uh, who sinned, him or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus says, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. So God has allowed these things to happen. The blind man's blindness, Lazarus's sickness. He's allowed these things to happen so that he will be glorified through them. That's how God works. God allows it. Nothing happens in this world without God allowing it to happen. Nothing can happen. Nothing can sneak by God. Nothing. You know? 
Nothing can. And so if something happens, you know God has allowed this for a reason. God has a reason for everything, right? So he allowed the blind man to be sick. Why? Jesus tells us. So the power of God could be seen in him. So he allowed um, he allowed the blind man to be blind. I mean, he allowed Lazarus to be sick. Why? For the glory of God. So the Son of God will receive glory from this. So this is the beautiful thing. Now, we're talking about glorifying God, right? So Jesus, being God, says it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So what's going to happen? Jesus is going to go. He's going to, at some point, he's going to go, do what Jesus does, and glorify God. And in turn, God is going to glorify him, right? So it's like the he's putting to practice the last shall be first and the first shall be last, right? You, when you walk into the banquet, you don't get sit sit in the best seat. You sit at the at, at a normal seat, right? And let the host of the banquet come and elevate you to the best seat. So that's the concept here that we're looking at. And Jesus said, "I will go glorify. I will call no attention to myself. I will not glorify myself. I will go and glorify God with a healing, with with a, a present, with my presence there." However, whatever might happen for that, you know, I'm going to go and glorify God. And in turn, God will glorify me. That's what he's saying. And that's the beautiful thing. The beautiful thing is this. When we put God first, God honors us. And you're like, Lord, I don't deserve to be honored. No, no, no. Don't honor me. I'm I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm not worth this honor. But God thinks you are. If you put God first, God will honor you. That's the way it goes. Verse 5. So although... Although, ooh, okay, so although Jesus loved Mary, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, so we oh, stop it right there. Although, you hear although, you're like, whoa, whoa, hold on. So it tells me that what I'm about to hear is not what I expect and possibly not what I want to hear, you know? So you see that although Jesus loved Mary and Martha, in spite of the fact that Jesus loved them, and you see, they're named individually. Jesus loved each of them individually. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. It doesn't say, although Jesus loved them, although Jesus loved Martha, although Jesus loved Mary, although Jesus loved Lazarus, and says in verse 6, he stayed where he was for the next two days. So it's not what we expect, and it's not really what we want to hear. You know, I want to hear that Jesus got up and said, my, my, my good friend's sick, let me get over there quick. Right? But that's not what he did. He said, hey, don't worry. It's not going to end in death. It's not going to end in death. It's actually going to happen so that God is glorified through this. And through that, the Son of Man, the Son of God, will be glorified. Right? So we see that (laughs) even though he loved them so much, and that he would love them enough that we know he loves them enough that they're named individually, that he loves them individually here in this Bible verse, right? It's an interesting way that he shows his love, isn't it? But in the end, he not only glorifies God, but he shows them how much he actually loves them, right? But we're going to see that as we continue to study through this chapter. So it says, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Say what? Like I said before, if somebody in my family, if one of my closest friends is sick, I'm rushing over there to make sure they're okay, to see what I can do. But Jesus says, I'm going to chill out here for another couple of days. I got things to do, you know? So... As soon as I read that, a couple of verses popped into my head. Isaiah chapter 55, 8 and 9. Um, God says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. 
For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So we see that, and God's saying, listen, the way I think is not the way you think. And what you think might is supposed to happen is not necessarily what's going to happen, you know? And, and God shows us that. And when we look through verses 7, 8, 9, and we keep going through this chapter, you're going to see what God has orchestrated here, what God has allowed, is so far beyond what we could imagine and expect. So far beyond. We're expecting a good friend to rush over and check on his friend, right? That's what we're expecting. In earthly standards, hey, that's what happens, right? Family members and good friends, right? But that's not what happens here. Jesus actually purposefully stays another two days where he was before he even shows up. Before he even starts making the journey over to see him, you know? And then Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So if we're going to look at these two verses together, we see this. God's ways are not my ways. The way God thinks is not the way I think. I mean, you can see that in, in when he say, says, the, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Well, that's definitely not how I think, you know, but that's how God thinks. That's how God thinks. That's a heavenly state of mind, right? But then <clears throat> he also says that um, he causes everything to work for the good of those who love him. So you're like, okay, wait a second. We know Lazarus, Martha, Mary love Jesus, God. And Lazarus says that he is very sick. Your dear friend is very sick, says that in verse 3. So Jesus doesn't rush off to check on him and, and go to his side. He actually stays where he is for another two days. Okay, obviously, the way I think is not the way God thinks. Already, I've seen that here now, right? Um, and then on top of that, it says God calls everything to work together for good. And you start to think, how is God going to work this for good? His good friend is very sick, you know? And as we later find out, he dies. He actually dies, you know? But Jesus said himself... Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. So you, you can be possibly, you might be confused, but like we said, God can do anything. That's the beauty here. And if you know this story, you know that Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. You know this, right? And if you don't know this, you just your eyes just popped open like, what? I have never heard that before. Well, keep reading then. Read ahead if you want and, and, and invest some time into this, this chapter. And then we'll keep looking at it bit by bit and break it all down. So... This is what happens. So we see like, all right, that's definitely not what I was expecting. Although Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Uh, okay. But that's how God works sometimes. For instance, um, the, way in this, the way this world works is you work hard and you profit from your hard work, right? But I've been in a situation in my life where... My brothers and I, my family, we worked hard and we actually lost our house. And it, was, it wasn't it was just due because of us, but our, our father had left us and we lost. He was the, the main breadwinner in the family. He was the one supposed to be paying the mortgage. So that didn't end up happening anymore. We tried. There was all kinds of weird scenarios and some fraud stuff happening on, on that side of, on the side of the mortgage company. It was a big thing in the united states actually we weren't one of the only we weren't the only family this happened to and we just happened to be one of the families this happened to and we lost our house and with our house we lost all of our possessions right and we thought what 
what God, what is happening? You know, we were in tears. We were crying. We were in pain. Lord, what is happening? And then it says, and God works together for good. Everything, everything for good to, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. You know what God has done? He has blessed us, I would say, um, let's see, sevenfold. You know, there was seven, technically right now, seven of us. Now, each seven of us have separate houses. We don't all live in one house like we used to. Now we all have our own houses. And we don't all have one vehicle we shared like we did back then. We all have our own separate vehicles. And the Lord has blessed us with children and wives and husbands and for our sister husband and, and all this stuff. You see God's blessing. And we never saw that, that that would ever happen from that. Basically, going from having a home, a family home. with We lived with our mom and the six boys, our sister, and losing everything. And then at that point, only having a van, a 15-passenger van to stay in. And um, we we're, in a sense, homeless for two, two and a half years. We had no home. Although we stayed at people's houses, we had no home to go back to. You know, we crashed at my grandmother's house, grandmother's one-bedroom apartment in Queens. We crashed at our uncle's two-bedroom apartment in Staten Island. Um, we crashed at my sister's house. Um, a couple of times and in another house somewhere else and kind of jumped around a little bit. People helped us out in those in that sense. But um, we never saw it coming that we would ever be prosperous enough to have our own places. And, but God works in those ways. That's the beauty of God. He works in an unexpected way to transform your life. And you know what? We learned a lot by losing everything. We learned a lot by losing everything. We learned not to hold on to everything tightly because everything is God's. He, Like Job says, you know, um, I was born naked and I will die naked. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what we learned. How to praise God when we lose everything. How to praise God when we lose our health. How to praise God when we lose all our finances and our house and all of our possessions. How to praise God when we lose our father because he left us. When we lose family members, either to death or separation or divorce or whatever it may be. How to praise God through all these hard times. That's what we learned. And we, what we're learning here tonight is this. <clears throat> Don't expect God to do anything. Expect God to do whatever he wants. That's the expectation. We shouldn't hinder God with our expectations. We shouldn't hinder God with our expectations. What we should do is expect to God to do the extraordinary. Expect God to do something that we can't imagine or wouldn't think to imagine you know and that's what he does here although jesus loved mary martha and lazarus he stayed where he was for the next two days because god has a better plan for lazarus's life mary's life martha's life god has a the best plan for them he's going to actually orchestrate this situation so that their faith grows stronger he allows them to go through a hard time so that their faith grows stronger. And I can attest to that. As I've gone through hard times and my siblings have gone through hard times and my mom has gone through hard times, our faith has actually grown as we've leaned harder on the Lord. So I'm, re I'm reminding you today, as you're going through a hard time, lean harder on the Lord. Um, expect Him to do anything, but don't ex put expectations on Him that actually hinder Him. God, you need to do it this way, this way, and this way, at this time, on this date. Don't do that. That's, that's foolishness. Let God do what he does. He's God. You're not.
you're not in control. That's one thing you need to do. Relinquish control. There's nothing in this life that you can actually control. So I encourage you to let go and let God do it. And also to <clears throat> trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. You know why Mary, Martha, and, and sent for Jesus? Because they trusted him. Because they trusted him. They knew who to run to when they were in deepest need. They ran to God. So that's what I'm, I'm encouraging you to do. Run to God. God bless you. Have a good night.